Thank you for watching Random Geek Culture in West Virginia. I am your host, Luke Hersey, and tonight we are talking about the um, our favorite games from 2020 that we played last year. Now, these may have not come out in 2020. Most of them did. But um, it, it's really the games that we played in 2020 because, you know, with the pandemic and everything, we were stuck inside. And so video games, I mean, all of us, all of us here on the podcast, we love video games and we play them all the time. But we allowed ourselves to devote a longer period of time for certain games and we wanted to talk about it now. Um, some of these games we have talked about in, on the podcast before, but uh, this time, this time we're actually going to talk about um, not necessarily the games itself, though we are are going to go over a little bit of what it was, but why we played it so long and why we are still talking about it now, and in in how impactful it was, and uh, also, you know, because we were able to devote more time to it, um, we were able to appreciate the games that we played better. So anyway, uh, with me tonight, uh, like the last couple times, uh, I have Alex. Hey, folks. And then Greg. Hello. And then Michael Mallow. Yo. So this evening, uh, we all kind of picked games uh, that we uh, we wanted to, wanted to do. Um, there, we tried not to overlap, but um, I only think that there's one game that all four of us have actually played to completion. Um, one game, I believe two of us 100% compl uh, completed it. Um, uh, another two of us, I think we played all the way to the end, but it's not a 100% completion, but um, but anyway, I'm I'm getting off topic. So um, I, I'm we didn't really decide which one we were going to go over first. So let's go chronologically as far as when it was released. So that would mean that Persona Five would go first. Um, now Persona Five didn't come out in 2020. In fact, it came out in uh 2016 2017 i think somewhere around there but um the royal expansion came out that year in 2020 but the thing that's important to note about this is that a lot of people hadn't played it yet until 2020 not until 2020 came about and then we were like well i been hearing a lot about this persona game and you know it's it seemed really cool but it's it's supposed to be very long and beforehand i wouldn't have had time to play it but now i do so anyway alex i know you have played the crap out of that one so i'm gonna let you take us away yes i have um and then later the uh persona strikers played that a bit um yeah yeah persona 5 i think was my most memorable uh game of 2020 and like, i differentiate that between uh, memorable doesn't necessarily mean best or you know high art or even most fun just uh what left an impact what game am I am I still thinking about? And is absolutely Persona Five. Um, 
the characters are 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 all really iconic. Uh, you know, they're 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 characters that stick with you that you continue to think about well after you've put put the game down. I mean, uh, I, I would compare them to like Final Fantasy VII's characters. You know, in in that way, these are over the top personalities. Over the top personalities is is a big part. I mean, uh, or over the top personas. <laughs> Every everything about the game is over the top, and that's part of it. That's part of what makes it, it made it so memorable to me is that it's just you know blown way out of proportion. Of course, you know it's it's this anime style of uh, of of storytelling, and it's it's that- weird. It's all weird. That's one of the things I appreciated about the game was it was like, like some some games seemed more like, you know, playing a movie. Like there's a lot of like games on the PS4 over this last generation that was like playing a movie. That one, from my perspective, was like playing a manga. Yeah. And, <laughs> and that in you know there's there's not a whole lot of games like that. And that's what I likes about you. <laughs> Is that what I appreciate? You appreciate that's what Dan? I appreciates about you. Ah, I misquoted it. Dang it. Yeah, um, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. I, got, I got the gist. I got yeah, weird. Yeah, that's what I... But... Um, but yeah, yeah. Persona 5 is very much a, uh, a playable visual novel. And, like, that's not a format that I'm into... Uh, I mean, they're they're much bigger in Japan than they are in the U.S. And I, I've I've tried to play a couple, and they're just they they really put me to sleep. But Persona Five, uh, it really takes it a step further in that the visual novel stuff uh, that where you're just watching dialogue of uh, mostly static images. You know, they're not even animated, not that much. Yeah. Um, the dialogue is gameplay, that your responses to the characters, uh, get, you know, given that they're correct or ideal, will give you, uh, you know, numerical bonuses later in the game for the RPG elements. And to make the correct responses, you do need to know the characters. You need to know um, their personality and, and what it is that they need to hear in this moment of the story, and that's part of what I think drives the engagement. You need to, to care about their fictional problems in order to um, to help them through whatever their troubles are and, and such. Um, What's an example? So, let me think of an example. Like, um, Ryuji is, early in the game, he was supposed to be on the track team, and you know he got hurt and he couldn't play on the track team anymore and like he he's really bummed out about this and you have to you know and, and he confides in you the main character you know, all, all of his problems and um you know you need to talk him to give him a pep top uh, of some sort and right. i feel like if you didn't know his character god dang it i'm getting a phone call I'm sure it's about uh, my my car warranty or something. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, did you take advantage of that yet? Because I no. hear it was just about to expire. <laughs> but anyway, uh, anyway, um, 
Yeah, yeah, you gotta give Ryuji this pep talk, and I feel like if you don't know his character well, and it was memorable to me because I did poorly in in those dialogue choices, that I didn't know his character well, that um, you you wouldn't do good in that, and you don't get the bonuses from it, and you don't get the perks and the, the stat ups that, that you get from from knowing his character. And uh, after that failure, I, I took a lot more time and was more careful to uh, to choose my responses carefully and to, to, to remember and listen to what they were saying. Um, yeah. Um, another thing that was memorable to me was the, the music. The music of the game. I'm still singing it. I'm still singing it. I won't, I won't put you... Th- I might. But... Uh, <laughs> Don't. No, you know, go ahead. You know. No, no, no. Dealer's choice. Dealer's choice. No, you don't want that. You don't want that. Um, they never saw it coming like that. Cause my mind is too fast for eyes. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Okay. How do I mute? <laughs> yeah. So that's well, the thing. I'm still singing the songs. They're still running through my head. And, uh, yeah. Memorable game. It is not the best game that I played. Um, Oh, yeah. The the other thing that I was going to bring up about it, yeah, it is really, really long. I I put over 100 hours in the game, and, like, there's a second playthrough to get, like, extra stuff and everything. Like, no way, no way, no way I'm not doing that. So, we all know 2020 was not an ordinary year. And in ordinary times, I would not have had the time or the patience to sit through, like, sometimes two or three hours of, uh, of, of game content that really doesn't have a battle sequence or anything like that. I wouldn't have had the patience for it. And, right. um, and this time I, I did, and I'm, I'm happy that I played the game. Um, yeah, this isn't something that I would have sat down with uh, any other time. There, there's faster-paced games. I mean, it's, it's worth it. It was a very worthwhile experience, but it's a pretty long one. So, um, I, I I have played it as well. I didn't get, you know, very far into it. I got into other games. Um, but, I mean, I got, I got the gist of it. Um, not totally my cup of tea uh, cup of tea but um, definitely it, it was definitely a unique experience and and that's what I love about video games is it, it, it it's constantly pushing new medium in in, in g- giving me new ways to experience this content um, and, and so I did enjoy it and I might go back to it it's just you know games <laughs> lots of games would um, recommend um has anybody else played it? Yeah. How, yeah. How far, how far did you get into it? Um, I was playing multiple games at the time, so I, I, don't, I don't know how many hours I got into it, but it occurred to me that I was going to have to put it aside till I had more time to dedicate to it, because I wasn't giving it the time it needed. But I did like it. The music is fantastic. The story's good. They turned it into an uh, an anime. 
Yeah, I haven't watched the anime. Uh, I, I I mean to. I mean to. I'd like to know how close it is to the game because maybe I'll just watch the anime. It's it's not a retelling of the uh oh. of, of the of the game story. It's it's a uh, what do they call those OVA? Right. <clears throat> okay. Oh, All right. your well, thoughts on it, Greg? It it is fun. Um but you do have to have time to dedicate to it because there is more of the graphic novel aspect than there is the RPG combat aspect. So you, you've got to be prepared for that. But it, it, it's, a, it's a lot of fun. It's definitely unique. So, yeah. Persona! You know, of everything else, I mean, the, the music, uh, I agree, was, was really top-notch. But I think, I think the most memorable thing for me for playing that game and thing that I like to go back to it for is the art style. It's oh yeah, it's, it's good, fantastic. Um, and it's it's not really something that you see in any any other game. You don't. Um, it, it's it's quite unique. Um, is there a name than, for you know, that? Those, as to like what that style is, because I feel like they're emulating something, but I don't quite know what it is. Anime? Just no, anime? no, 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 no. It's it's like the background designs and stuff. Oh. Yeah, no. I feel like there's a name for that style, but I don't know what it is. Cell shaded? No, 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 no. I I don't know what you're driving at then. Uh, it's and like it's all fun. the the wild, elaborate patterns in the backgrounds of things. I don't it, know. it takes some research, but I, but I feel like it's an artistic motif that's uh, yeah. that has a name. Okay, I think we're gonna go on to the next game, and we're doing pretty good on time. Okay, next game chronologically would be Animal Crossing, and I believe that's the one that Mike is ready to talk about in length. Not to say that I did not also by day one and did not play the crap out of it before Final Fantasy 7 came out because that's one of the things I wanted to do was beat it, beat the core game before Final Fantasy 7 came out and I did that. Um, however, I still go back to it and Cassie and Bella, they play it constantly. Um, but uh, Mike, if you want to take it away for Animal Crossing... Well, one of the blessings of the uh, early COVID days of lockdown was the fact that there were so many good things coming out at that same time. You know, really the only good thing about that time period. Uh, and and Animal Crossing was definitely the kickoff to that. And, of course, you had Final Fantasy VII and Fallout 76's update the month after that, plus... I guess, I guess, in retrospect, it's a good cyberpunk didn't get uh, released around that same time, or it would have wrecked everything else that was going on. Yes. Anyways, yes. no, it would have done worse if it had come out then. But keep going. <laughs> That's right. Anyways, um, so Animal Crossing was the, the the first one to come out right as things were being locked down, and it, it was actually a game that I was looking forward to for years. Uh, I was huge into the original game uh, for GameCube when it first came out. 
well, original um, United States release. Yeah. Because um, it came out for Nintendo 64 before that um, in sure. Japan. Sure, sure, sure. But ever since that version, um, I, I've either been indifferent or it's coming out on systems that I didn't have. It's, it's mostly been handheld, I think, from, from GameCube up until the Switch. Uh, I don't believe there was. There might have been a Wii U version. Um, Wii U was the only console I've never, only Nintendo console I've never owned. There was a Wii uh, version, yeah. But there, I don't think there was a Wii U version. There was lots of mobile versions, though. Yeah, and I even downloaded Pocket Camp one time, and I I, I never once opened it. Uh, but this uh, this was the thing I was waiting for, um, and it did not disappoint. Uh, you can do everything you could do in the original game, and then some. Uh, it very much felt like normal life there for a while, and still kind of does. Um, it's it's still a daily routine with me to get up in the morning and um, go hunt for fossils. Even though I completed my fossil mission like a year ago at this point, <laughs> something, something like that. But but they're good money, and I can't stand having holes in my ground. So I, I dig them up, I sell them. Uh, right now I'm on a mission. My, my long term goal, aside from completing all the Nook Mile goals, is to get one of every single bug and fish trophy <laughs> or statue. Uh, I, I've almost become obsessed with it. Like I, I got, I got, a, I got walls that are just lined with the, with the statues. Uh, I have a list printed out of of bugs, and I cross them off as I make statues of them. Uh, it, it's a it's a pretty uh, pretty intense experience, but it's it's like ten minutes out of the day at this point because uh, otherwise I've done everything you can do. Um, I, I've rounded the sun with this thing. Uh, I've got to experience. Uh, Zipper the bunny on two different occasions, um, and uh, I like to be done before a third because <laughs> that, that guy is creepy. What is Zipper right? the bunny? Uh, okay, Z- uh, Zipper the bunny shows up at Easter for uh, what? Uh, what do they call it? At Easter? It's uh, Egg Day or Bunny Day or something like that. I think it's Bunny um, Day. I, yeah, oh, it might be Egg Day because there's a lot of eggs everywhere. It was a lot worse the first time around. Like every other fish that you pulled up from the uh, from the river was was an egg. Every every tree you shook was an egg. Well, the, egg. The, re- the reason for that is because when the fir- the game came out March twentieth, and then Easter was I think April first or second. Yeah. So like you you're literally still trying to catch all the brand new stuff whenever suddenly everything becomes an egg that you're trying to catch. Yeah. And that got annoying pretty quick. <laughs> Probably one of my favorite things from the original was fishing. And I love that you can get very far in this game, early game, if you do a lot of fishing. Um, it's very... it. I, I, I am not... I don't like fishing by any stretch in real life, but for some reason in Animal Crossing, I like it. Uh, but... Um, yeah, yeah, it's it. There are so many aspects of that game that just it feels so right to play, and it feels so calming, and um, it doesn't have the stress of you know some other video games. Even though sometimes the stress is what you're going for, sometimes the <laughs> the 
even is what you're going for. Um, where with Animal Crossing, it's just so, well, like I said, it was it's very common. And there's so many of my characters that I care deeply about, even though they're like one or two nut characters. There's no, there's no real compelling aspects to them, uh, except they're just hanging out on the island with you. Now, do you have any of your GameCube Islanders um, or, or town mates that are on your island? Uh, yes, I've, I've got two different squirrels who I believe were my original residents from back in the day. Um, one's name is Pecan and the other is Peanut. So so both. Well, oh, yeah, because they're squirrels. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's one thing I think go, goes unspoken about this series is how clever the both the names are and the catchphrases. Right. Uh, the, the, oh, man, I can't. I can't think. Of, there's one now that I can. I cannot think of that. Like it took me like months, and I was like, ah, ah, I, I, I get the name. How it works with the type of animal it is. I can't, um, can't remember the name though. I do not know of a single person that I've played with that has Audie on it. Um, Audie um, was a new character in this game that she's a fox and it's a character made after the grandmother that um, has played Animal Crossing for GameCube every <laughs> single day since it was released and so nintendo decided to honor her by making her an official animal crossing character very nice uh, i i i have yet to see her in the actual game i know she's a character out there now me myself i have one of the characters from my original town on gamecube um i have scoot uh, penguin that uh is is a is a big bodybuilder you know he's always making you know bodybuilding phrases such a great character um but uh um i actually <laughs> went online and bought some blank nfc cards and then burned the or or wrote the nfc um code to that card so i could actually have it read on my switch so i could pull him to my island <laughs> so wow um and there's there's a, a couple packs on amazon that you can get um where they it's just a big pack of nfc cards and it's got all of the animal crossing characters from all of the games on those nfc cards and you can pull those to your island the only one the only exception is the one ones from this game which would be like and a few other other editions this this time around now i know a lot of people in the early days i don't know if it's still true were clamoring for raymond who is a new character i believe um have, have you seen raymond anywhere in your travels he's a cat he's like a hipster cat Raymond. Um, I don't... Sounds familiar, but I don't know if I've seen him or not, or if I've just read about him. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still on the quest to find him, but uh, it has not happened yet. He's but not I... very mainstream. You probably haven't heard of him. <laughs> That's right. He's, uh, what is the... Homebrewed and... Uh, yeah, he's a lo locally grown. Indie. Yeah, locally yeah. grown. 
Hopefully sourced. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, does, but does he have a beard? Is he is he a lumber sexual? He's, he's got the thick uh, 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 wire rim glasses or whatever. Um, and uh, I, I, I've usually seen him holding coffee, although I'm sure that's just uh, coincidental. Because um, sometimes they hold sandwiches, too. So... I, uh, so, Greg and Alex, have you guys played it at all? Yep. Have you you uh, how how much have you played of it, Greg? I played it for about three weeks and installed it. Never played it again. <laughs> That's rough, man. <laughs> I mean, it's screw one, this island life. <laughs> it, it's one of those games that you know, you know, from the. Uh, from pretty much in the first week, if you're gonna keep playing it, or if you know it's just not not necessarily for you. I mean, it's I mean it's how I was with Persona. I liked it, but it wasn't one that I you know really felt compelled to continue to play. Yeah, this yeah. isn't a game that I really had interest in. I've uh, oh, I played Harvest Moon a long time ago, and I guess these are kind of a similar genre or am i way yeah. off on that yeah, I, can see it. I mean I, I, if if harvest moon is is kind of in that same category stardew valley is right in the middle of well i know that yeah. <laughs> yeah it's um uh, games like this aren't really my speed i guess yeah yeah i uh i i um i definitely um, am glad that Nintendo is continuing to update it, come out with new content all the time, um, and it's it, it's it's one that uh, I can see it having a long, long longevity. I, I there was probably a better word that I could have used there. <laughs> um, that's uh, it's 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 a great game, and uh, if you haven't tried it yet. I uh, definitely try it. Um, I actually am reminded of a conversation me and Alex were having <clears throat> um, at work. Um, see him and uh, another one of our friends, Thomas. They were hugely excited for the new Pokemon game, and I was like, "Man, the new Animal Crossing is coming, and that's going to be the huge game." Little did we know that 2020 was going to happen. Not to say that the new Pokemon is not was not a big hit for Nintendo, but Animal Crossing is an animal, an animal all its own. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was not planned. He does it when he's not even trying. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I'm sure I'm me and Thomas like. The better one. I'm sure me and Thomas drove Luke nuts talking about Pokemon because it was like you know really in the weeds technical Pokemon talk. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah it's fine. <laughs> every day. Every freaking so, day. So Pokemon Snap just came out, and I'm actually a little intrigued for that. I'm probably going to get that for Hazel for her birthday. Um, I, I, I had the original N64 one. <laughs> and and, and, I, and I, it was kind of funny because I had just gone to college, and um, I was pretty embarrassed to be playing that like with because my roommates were football players so it's like they're all football oh, players and i was like look at this okay. i caught a zapados 
that's funny. Okay, that makes sense now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I got his picture. Got the right, right ISO and everything. Um, did you hear that uh, Nintendo partnered with a camera company to make a uh, to come out with a uh, a printer? <laughs> think with the uh, the Switch so that you can print out your Pokemon snaps. Yeah, the one I saw looked like Pikachu. Yeah, I see. Oh yeah, there's a Pikachu skin that you can get for it. Yeah. I think it. I think it's Fuji, maybe. I might be wrong. Maybe it's Instapix. It's Instamax. Fuji, Instamax. Is it, is it Instamax Fuji? But it's Instamax, yeah. You know, Instamax might be Fuji. I'm not. I'm not sure. But it's, be, it's an Instamax. That'd be fun if it was Polaroid. All right. Well, <laughs> we've gotten off topic of Animal Crossing. So anyway, um, moving on chronologically next one would be a game i know we've all played and we actually had a podcast on it well actually we had a podcast on animal crossing that's why i didn't want to say the same stuff i said the last time so yeah well that's all new stuff that's what we're trying to do we're trying not to do retread the same ground um but the next one is final fantasy 7 remake and my god, that game. That game. That game. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's 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 so much that uh, I, I could say about it. But this one's Greg's. Greg Greg called this one. So, Greg, I'm going to let you take us away. Um, I think the first thing um, that really stood out that made me fall in love with it pretty quickly um was just the way they had put it together. There was nostalgia, but there was new game. There was the original story, but they flushed it out more. They flushed the characters out more. They added, they added to it without taking anything away. It had an old school feel when you played it, but it still had a new combat system. Um, it was just like everything I wanted in an RPG, <laughs> basically. Uh I did take a break from it because I got caught up in other games and I took my break after I fought the, um, the haunted house. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I took a break. Yeah. So I, I've, I've picked it back up since then, but I, yeah, I, I took, I took a break after the haunted house because I needed one. Yeah. That, that, that part kind of slogs on a little bit. Yeah. In fact, if there's any part in the game that really has a lull, it's that. Um, I, I would disagree, but continue. I also like the uh, the need for strategy. I've actually lost fights and had to rethink my strategy and go back and change strategy and then win. Because um, that's something you used to have to do in RPGs that you don't have to do as much anymore. You don't have to come up with a strategy. You just... The Hell House! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there is a right way to do this. And uh, yeah, you got to figure out that way. Yeah, you won't beat it until you figure out the right way to do it. Especially on yeah. hard mode. I've, like, I've not tried it on hard mode, but I don't know if I want to after I found out that it shoots out tonberries. I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to fight that. <clears throat> I fought the Hell House on hard mode fifty or sixty times before I finally beat it. Probably, it, yeah, that's believable. It, it took me forever. I felt I felt like a million dollars after I finally did, though. 
I was pleasantly surprised by hard mode in that uh, it, it wasn't like punishingly hard, but it definitely made you think. And that was something that, you know, in, in, the, in the first playthrough, I really wasn't thinking that hard about MP usage or uh, what I had equipped at any particular time or, or on a particular character. Yeah, you can't that. recover magic points in the, in the game or in hard mode unless it's like part of a, cast, a casting ability. And there were some abilities that just I didn't even use because they weren't that useful. Well, in hard mode, like, they they become more useful, you know? <laughs> they become part of your strategy. So try it. Try it, Greg. I I will. I haven't finished the normal difficulty yet. Right. So when oh, I yeah, go back... It, just, it doesn't unlock until after you finish. Yeah. Um, um, oh, finish that Which I game, love the man. fact that you... I know, I know. I picked it back up. I'm going to finish it. Um, but I, I, uh, I love how much dialogue's in it now. I love the storytelling, the characters. I like them more than I did the first time around. I think there's elements. There's absolutely yeah. elements that are that are greatly enhanced. You you mentioned the battle system. That was the one thing of it I. Experienced didn't expect to like because i i don't like i always, i'm always a fan of the old turn-based uh right strategies and yeah um what they did with the combat systems is incredible yeah i wasn't sure i was gonna like it either especially after i played 15 and i was like yeah I, with I that combat like system but um now i like i really like the one in seven remake is there any particular scene that's like kind of just burned into your memory at this point that you, you find coming up in your mind? Um, it's actually a scene that is in the original and this one, which is when he first um, goes through the church roof and finds Aerith picking flowers and takes her home and there's the garden. And yeah, that sticks with me from both of them. Yeah, My, same. The one that stands out for me, and, it's a little, and I think it's because of the way it's shot, is the ending in, on the freeway before they go into the portal. Just just the way that scene is lit and framed, uh, just everything about it. Like like, I, and that was that was part of the game where the uh, recording was blocked, so I couldn't screen cap any oh, of it. Yes, um, I hate. Uh, but but I'm looking forward to when Integrate comes out. It's got a photo mode, so. Um, and actually, I, I started doing a second, actually, a third playthrough. And I stopped because I was, when I found there was a photo mode, I was like, well, I'm just going to wait and play it yeah. when Integrate comes out I, and hit it then. I was really tempted not to pick it back up till the PS5 upgrade. I'm like, nah, I'm not going to wait that long. But that reminded me of something else they added that wasn't in the original that I really liked was the uh, fight on the motorcycles. Oh, mm. yeah. The battle on the motorcycles. With, yeah, with it was, yeah, it was pretty great. Oh man, that is that is actually my favorite chapter in the whole game. I that was the first chapter I replayed when I uh, when it when I you know unlocked all the chapters. That was the first one I did because I loved that chapter so much. Because not did it bring more to the story, but it was a hell of a lot of fun, especially yep. the bike scene. Yeah, the bike scene was just fantastic. It, My it added thing. a lot to the setting, too, to just yeah. the city of Midgar. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Well, you never get to see the upper plates, so it's it's nice to finally get to go up there and explore. explore. Yeah, see more. Yeah, um, my my favorite thing was Wall Market. Um, and, and, <laughs> and, and as far as that Wall Market, as far as Midgar goes, that was my favorite in the original too. And it, it was nice to see how they modernized it and they how they modernized the cross-dressing story because it isn't quite as... Uh, cringy? It's, yeah, it's a little more cringy now than it was back then. So, And I think they updated it very nicely. Uh, I just did that recently, and it was it was actually pretty entertaining. Yeah, it was. In fact, the uh, mm. even... It, I was worried about the integration of the Honeybee Inn to, to, to <laughs> this... But they 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 executed it pretty well. They took out Claw's hot tub scene, though. Darn it! I mean, I was worried most of that would be just straight cut, but they they didn't do that. They made it better. Like the the dance sequence where you got to yeah, do like a the dance hits, mini game. That yeah. made it. That just yeah. you know it has to be over the top. It has to be silly, and they have to commit, and they did. Yeah, and, they did. And, you, and the game still looks through the keyholes. <laughs> now. Alex, you were mentioning like most memorable parts. Um, there is one thing that still sits with me, and it's not a whole scene, it's not a whole section or chapter or whatever. It, it's just one, like one part that it it still sticks with me, and it's when you first get up in front of the Shinra headquarters, and there's the lights. The big floodlights behind you, and it's in it's you're you're looking out at the entire Shinra headquarters, and it's just it was one of those things in the original that they they did pretty well. You could see them see it pretty well, but nowhere like this. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I don't know how many of you guys played Crisis Core. Oh, I love Crisis Core. Right? Love Crisis no, Core. I want that remake. Why is it not on PlayStation now? I, it, it, our remake or something. I right? love it. Gosh. I Any, love it. Anyway, so in Crisis Core, they had Shinra headquarters. And it was really quite fantastic compared to the original. But they, they took it even farther. And they made it look even more... Ominous, and and I uh, just that 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 one screen that 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 one little section of it was just, just fantastic. Yeah, the environments, just the uh, I mean, the environments in the original were memorable. Yeah, and, they were. Uh, yeah. They they definitely brought that over, and you know they, yeah. There's a lot of just the 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 setting sticks with you now no uh we we brushed on the ad, idea of the slog how you know how long something took um the, the one i was going to mention is the journey from uh from tifa's bar to sector five uh reactor uh that just went on forever because <laughs> and like it wasn't all bad it was good but it was like i really wanted to get to Aerith. <laughs> And I, I finally, you know, looked at my watch. I was like, okay, it's, it's been like 15 hours into the game, <laughs> and, and I still haven't got the Aerith yet. Um, so I actually got the Final Fantasy VII for my niece for Christmas, and 
Um, I looked on her uh, account the other day, you know, because we're friends, and you can see all their trophies. Well, you get a you get a trophy every time that you beat a chapter, and chapter five was the last chapter she played, and she's been on that for months. <laughs> it, it's just one of those things that it's like the game gets so good after this, but you know it. She she gave it a try and I and I and, and and she did like it so it's whatever. Um, I don't think there was a time in that game that I was not engaged. Yeah, but she never played the original. Yeah, I can see. She that wasn't alive then. Yeah. yeah. So there was engagement, but there was also like okay, okay, this is new, and you know it's it's fun for a little bit, but it's like okay, I want to move on to the next thing. Uh, and in so, some places, it takes forever. And I, I agree that like going from the train yard to the the pillar seems like it takes forever. Like they could, I feel like they could have blown it up three different times in the original game by the time it took you to get there. Right. But the, but it was but it was fun though, and and you know there's nothing that wasn't fun about it. There's just some things that took a little longer than I wish they would. If if there was anything that was um, apart from the train scene that I think took too long, was the part where you were with Aerith in her home sector that kind of just took mm. a little longer than it needed to i feel like but of course <clears throat> that a pre-establishment was there for um later on when you and this wasn't even a required part of the story but um the the uh um lady that runs the orphanage when if you find her She's in back in costume, and you talk to her. She works at the Honey Bee Inn. Oh, found her. oh yeah, I did. I read about that. Her. Yeah, yeah, I, I found her. I I found her my first playthrough. I was trying to I was trying to beat everything on my first playthrough. How how silly was I? Um, but <laughs> I'll check that out. Uh, but yeah, she's there, and you have a conversation with her, and. You know, it's kind of, you know, she's remorseful of, I don't really want to do this, but I want to, I want to, you know, make money for the, the orphanage and everything. And it's just like, you know, just, yeah. You know, another reason that I'm still thinking about this game too is because, you know, not spoiling it for, for Greg, not spoiling it for our viewers, but um, the story is going in a different direction. I think that's that's been made very clear in all of their marketing. Um, the fact that the story is going in a different direction is very exciting to me, and it keeps it in my mind presently, because, you know, once in a while, I wonder what's going to happen in the next one. You know? <laughs> that's something that keeps it present, keep makes it memorable. Right. Okay. Um, last one. Last game. Um, I know, Mike, did you play our last game? No. Okay. I know Greg's played it. I know me and Alex both got the platinum trophy for it. We 100% completed it. And it, here's, here, here's the, here's the thing. Here's the thing. We wouldn't have 100% completed it if it hadn't have been 2020. But because it was 2020... We were able to find everything in the game. And we, both of us, loved it for that. There was always something to find around every corner, and it was worth it. And 
sometimes sometimes these games um you know when you when you when you find something it's like yeah you know was it really that that worth it but i i feel like there there was some kind of reward for everything you found not necessarily you know something to to make you have a better attack god i didn't even mention what yeah, game what, what game are we talking about <laughs> i just thought of... Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. I'm just so excited to talk about this that I'm not even... Yeah, gosh. Ghost of Tsushima. Um, every, every, every little part, um, it wasn't necessarily... Whenever you found something in that game, it wasn't necessarily something to make you better in combat or whatever. Sometimes it was. Uh, sometimes it was just like a mask that you found, or a bandana, or whatever. But... To get there, you found parts of the map that was absolutely fantastic to see. Um, in fact, um, one of my uh, um, our Instagram page, um, <clears throat> I took a bunch of screenshots from that, scheduled it so that there was a one screenshot to come out every every day, and. I filled out a whole two months of just screenshots from from that game, and 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 that's that's one of the things that uh, I really want to talk about because um, oh, we, we I could go on for hours talking about Ghost of Tsushima, um, the, the but one thing that really really sticks out is is the scenery yeah. of Ghost of Tsushima is just so fantastic like the the combat is clean um the music is 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 phenomenal um but the 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 scenery is just so worth it to experience um it it was one of those things that you know i was in so much a a, a, a digital you know games photographer before before that game, it wasn't something I, I necessarily sought out. Um, not like some of these people that I follow. No, but but I wanted to see every single aspect of of that island. Um, in fact, actually, so um, my my buddy Josh, um, who we actually had a segment on the podcast here two years ago, um, Josh's Gadget Gallery. Um, he has Microsoft Flight Simulator, and the first place that I went to when I went over to his house to try out Flight Simulator was Tsushima Island. And I flew over Tsushima Island, and it's 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 cute, it's cool, and and it's beautiful. Um, and even even uh, even now, the 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 island is 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 a beautiful thing to, to, to behold. I mean, you know, just take one of those Google virtual hikes, you know, uh, across the trail and, you know, there's just so much scenery. Um, and I was one that didn't even know that Tsushima was even a place before this game. Um, in fact, actually, um, that goes to some of the history of the game. And by the way, I only know the history because I looked it up after I played the game. 
Because that's another thing about the, the game. Okay, um... One of the things that me and Alex have talked about in several occasions was there's no problem in changing the story a little bit if it makes people want to know the actual story or know more. Obviously, there was a little bit of historical divergence uh, in, in Ghost of Tsushima, but it wasn't much. It wasn't a lot. Um, and so I was just talking about how I didn't know that Tsushima was a, was a place. Um, neither did the Huns. And that's where the actual story come, comes from. So the, 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 the Huns, the Mongols, they were, they were going down through, through China now, we're, we're talking about like real history here, right? Real history, okay. real history. Go on. They were going down through through China, and they had um, made their way down to Korea. And um, when they took Korea, um, which, by the way, um, the only reason why the royal family had survived as long as they did, even after the Han invasion, was because the um, royal family had. Um, retreated to one of the outlying islands um, in Korea. Neither, not, not part of the story, though. Um, but, so, so Shima Island, um, from where it was its proximity to both Japan and to Korea, they were a pirate island. Like, that's, that's where they, 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 they were. Um, and not until the shogun from Japan came to Tsushima to bring order to the island did, was it not a, a pirate island. And that's why there's some parts in the game where it's like there are certain, you know, hidden coves that are actual, um, you know, pirate, pirate coves. Um, and those, those pirates... They were still, you know, operating out of Korea and, and Japan. So when the Huns took over Korea, parts of Korea, they heard through the grapevine um, from the pirates that there was an island between Korea and Japan. Because Japan was where they had their sights set. They wanted to take Japan. They didn't know that Tsushima was a place until they talked to these pirates. So their eventual plan was to go to Tsushima, gather resources, and better take Japan. And that's where the game really shines is it explains how Jin Sakai, or the Ghost of Tsushima, um, prevented um, the, 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 the total Han takeover of Japan. Because if, they, if the Huns were able to fully do what they wanted to do in Tsushima, they probably would have been able to take Japan. In fact, if you think about it, 
Jin Sakai. Uh, Jin Sakai is necessarily a actual person, but the there is a mythology of the ghost of Tsushima. But just just go with me on this. Jin Sakai, you can look at in in, in retrospect to another historical figure, Leonidas. Jin Sakai, the ghost of Tsushima, kept the Huns from wiping out the Japanese culture. Just like the 300 in Leonidas kept the Persians from taking Greece and Italy and all those and wiping out that culture. Isn't that interesting? That is an interesting take on it, comparing them to Leonidas, because like both of these are framed around real historical events, but fictionalized and made into legends and stuff to, to mythical proportions, both right. Leonidas and Jen Sakai from this game. Right, right. This has been Random Geek History. Kinda. Random Geek Kinda. History. <laughs> I mean, I suppose, but, but like, the real history of resistance on Tsushima, like, in real life, there was no single hero or anything like that. It was just they beat him. Yeah, from what I've, from what I've read, and the mythology of um, the, the ghost is, points to it being several persons. Mm-hmm. But the the um, abandonment of the shogun ideal going back to the pirate roots of Tsushima is what saved the island and saved the shogun in whole, which is kind of crazy too. Um, but even even apart apart from that. The, the game is, is so fantastic on so many different levels. Um, the the, the um, pseudo-historical portion of it, the, 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 the music, the, the, um, the art style, the, 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 the graphics. The gra- I mean, graphics only mean a portion to, to my total gaming experience, but my God, are they great. Even on a base PS4. Even on a base PS, I'm playing it on a slim, and I'm constantly like, "Oh my god, this is amazing!" Yeah, there's a lot of just visually striking areas. Uh, I mean, I find myself looking through my screenshots once in a while too. It was a game that encouraged me to take screenshots. I don't usually take screenshots, but there were just scenes like I want to capture this moment. You know, and 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 look back on it later, and and I do. Even you know the opening scene, what oh, really yeah. set the stage to it. Whenever he like hops on the horse, and it's nighttime, and he's riding through this field with his these this white grass flying, and then the music swells, and like that's that's a scene that that's burned into my memory for sure. Because I, I can describe it so accurately, you know. <laughs> But the whole the whole environment, the music, the visuals, the ambient sounds, even right down to the thunder. I mean, and the storms and the lightning, and it's all very immersive. All of it, the wind, and I love the fact that the wind is the waypoint, is the way guide. I love yeah, it. That's so that's so intuitive. And what did you say about it, Alex? Um, so it, it's so yeah. I remember. 
you, you were saying that it's so samurai that yeah. they're they they go where the wind takes them. Yeah, that's something that sounds like it's right out of a like an actual samurai flick. You know, I go where the wind guides me is something you, you know they would say, and then that's what you do in in the game. I like yeah. that there's a dedicated flick the blood off of your sword and put it back in the in the scabbard. I like that there's a <laughs> right? dedicated button for that. Because, you know, that's a scene. You saw that scene in samurai movies, and uh, and, and you get to recreate but, that in the game. Which, that's, right. actually, that's actually a thing, because yeah. um, blood doesn't... It, it, a properly made samurai sword, blood will not stick to. And you actually clean it. But I, I mean, because they got, they got the details, and you get blood on you, you get mud caked on you. The pedals, I don't know about on this the base PS4, but on the PS4 Pro and the PS5, the pedals and leaves that fall in the water travel downstream. You can watch them. Yeah, They don't, yeah. they yep, don't even disappear too. when they hit the ground like they do in I, most games. I don't understand how they're doing so much in that that game on on last-gen hardware. Like, really. Like, it's... I feel like end of generation games really impress me sometimes yeah they and do. this one is really the 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 highlight of that gen of the end of the ps4 generation was i, I agree I, I was playing it on a pro and i was still like this is running on a PlayStation 4. This looks like it's too good for a PlayStation 4. It looks like I need my PC to run this game. Like, it's a next-gen title that they got on old-gen hardware, and I still don't understand how they're doing it. Well, well when I play it, it will be on next-gen, so I'll let you know. It runs 60 frames on PS5, so... Uh, nice. That's, that's actually one that, that... When I get my PlayStation 5, that is the one game that I'm planning on playing probably first is replaying that i um i do plan to get it i was waiting for a price cut and and i may have missed one i wasn't paying attention i think i missed one one time Uh, but i won't miss it again yeah it um it runs really well in place uh, station five the sounds amazing on the playstation five it'll do the 3d audio like like that's why i brought up the thunder it's like I have when I when I'm listening to it on good earphones or on my surrounds, I'm like, is it thundering outside or is this or is this like I have to turn around in the game and see if it's the, if there's a storm in the game because it's it's just that good. It, it's it's immersive in pretty much every aspect. I just there's oh, no characters, even the characters. Oh oh okay. Who, who? I'm gonna say who my favorite character is, and then you guys can tell me who who yours is. No, and Jin does not count. Everybody loves Jin. Jin was awesome. No, Ishikawa. Ishikawa was by far like the coolest character ever. The the guy the the archer. God, he was he was fantastic, fantastic. I. I'm kind of drawn between two. I like Yuna. I like the thief. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then there's the one I can't remember the name of because I never call her by her name. I just call her Killer Granny. <laughs> Killer Granny. I love Killer Granny. She's amazing. Kill- 
Killer granny. Alex? Um, you know, I liked the scenes from the, uh, oh, the sake salesman, the shifty guy. Oh, he's hilarious. He's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. I, I don't think he's my favorite character, but he's some of my favorite scenes. He's the comic the relief, though. He's the comic, like, why do I keep letting you put me in things? <laughs> this is one of my favorite lines of the game. Because I was literally thinking that when that happened, I was like, why does he keep going along with this? And he literally <laughs> says, why do I keep letting you put me in things? Yeah, alright, you're going to have to get in this box. Again? <laughs> Again with this? Um, now, Ishikawa is is the best character. Yeah, it was my favorite character in the game. That He has a very melodramatic storyline that fits the setting of, you know, samurais and ninjas and stuff. I love I love the actual actor that played him too, that actual vo- voiced him. I forget I I've seen him in actual movies before. I forget his name, but I've always liked him as a as an actor as well. And the sword play is good, but the archery in that game is actually pretty fun too. Yeah, I, actually, all of it throwing kunai, smoke bombs, stealth. It's all fun. Now that I think of it, I think the the archery was better than like Horizon Zero Dawn. A game where, like, was, archery it, was your primary weapon. It was, and archery was my thing in Horizon Zero Dawn, but it is so well done in Ghost of Tsushima. And you actually have options. Yeah, I mean, you had a lot of options in Horizon Zero Dawn, but you, you have your option of even, do I want a longbow? Do I want a shortbow? Do I want to be stealth? Do I want to hit him in the head? Um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. But now my well, new favorite thing is decapitating the bosses. Yeah. <laughs> sneaking up on the bosses. So you couldn't do that when I first started, but now I've gotten far enough I can sneak up on the bosses and decapitate them. Um, and and uh, if you do if you do it right, if you decapitate the boss in front of a bunch of people, oh, then, they all freak out. They all the freak mode, out. And they then go into ghost mode, and then oh. yeah, yeah. It's it, the first time I went into ghost mode. I was so thrilled. I was so thrilled. But you know what's great about that though, because it's almost like it's a stylistic choice of how they're doing it, that it's all red and black, that he, he in that moment, he is totally abandoning all Shogun ideals and completely committing to the ghost at that point. And you know, because the ghost is a monster. The ghost he, is a savage. You know? Yes. He, oh. he is. Breaking fear into the hearts of the Mongols. He, he's almost going Vlad the Impaler with uh, scare tactics at that point. Vlad the Impaler, yes. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. Well, it is um, 7 o'clock. Um, we've officially reached the end of our hour. Um, are we going to do a geek out tonight or not? Because I feel like that's what we've been doing the entire time. Let's keep them like super short. Okay. Yeah, I, I got to run. Yeah. Okay, Mike, go first. All right, Fall Guys into the list. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've, I've had it for. I've had it for a while. I uh, I wasn't very good at it. I, I started playing it again. I got good at it, and now I'm I'm addicted to it. But you don't have to be good at it. It's just fun <laughs> you you, ha- you have to be good to get first place which i finally well, did this past weekend yeah i mean I, 
but it's just it's just hilarious just to play. Yeah, it, it, it's fun to watch more than anything. That's, that's yeah, the, it is. It's, it's, it's a rare game that I think is fun to watch as, as it is to play. All right, end of list. Okay, um, Greg? Uh, I don't know. I'm getting back into VR. I've been uh, hitting it pretty hot and heavy recently. I just got upgraded to the Quest 2 from the Quest 1. And I do love it. Last night I uh, was watching a Celtics game courtside. What? That sounds cool. It was. It was pretty great. Uh, Alex? Um, I've been playing this game, Portal Reloaded. It, Luke told me about it. I oh, hadn't even heard about this. Yeah, yeah. Um, Portal That's Reloaded fun. is a mod for, a free mod for Portal 2. Uh, you, you install it over Steam. It adds a third portal, which transports you in time. That there's like two time periods. There's the past and the present. And you got to solve puzzles by taking elements from the pre- from the future into the past, vice versa. And it's it's complicated. It's hard. It's much harder than the base game, um, although not like impossibly so. Because I've played other mods that were just uh, that's that's too hard. Yeah. You know, heck with that. Um, no, Portal Reloaded is a lot of fun. I'm desperate, desperately awaiting a Portal Three, so that may be a good filler. Um, <laughs> that ain't never happening. And it's sad. Yeah, but uh, so, yeah, look it up. Mod- if you have Portal 2 already, look up Portal Reloaded. I'll Portal do that. Reloaded. Luke? So, um, mine... Uh, so, I- I've mentioned the, the Retroid a hundred times, but the thing that I'm geeking out about right now is here about a month ago, a developer of Castlevania for the Dreamcast that was never released... Um, he found in the back of a drawer. So he uploaded it, and it's on the internet, and I've been playing it today. <laughs> it looks really good. Is it good? I haven't heard about this. It, it, it's an E3 demo. You know, it's... But that doesn't mean it's not good. Well, no, there's no game to it. You just Probably pretty just, much... Just messing around. Yeah, yeah, you pretty much just mess around like... Yeah, I hit the start screen, and then I can select which area I want to go. You know, so there's not... It's not so much of a game, but it is... This is a great example of a, a game that is fallen into not only so much obscurity as it was never an actual thing that you hear about, and you heard that it came out, but it was never released officially and is fall uh, the, the 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 concept of it has fallen so far from everybody's mind that everybody forgot about it and then a developer finds it in the back of the drawer and then it is the hot topic that's, yeah. that's the geekiest geek out tonight man that's a good yeah. one <laughs> yeah yeah i i uh actually threw it uh, uh through me playing it on uh instagram and it got like 2,000 views in like an hour. Nice. Uh, it's it's definitely, yeah, it's, I, I am definitely geeking out about, about, I, it just makes me want to go and like find other quote unquote, because now it's not really an official release. It's really homebrew 
um, what other unreleased games of homebrew that I can, you know, put on my Retroid or, or play around with, you know, things that, you know, you know, it, it's an edge item, you know, so it's a good anyway. wrap up, man. Yeah. So anyway, uh, this has been random geek culture in West Virginia. I was your host, Luke Hersey with me tonight was Alex, Greg and Mike. And, um, if you like this, um, then, uh, go ahead and catch us probably once a month on, uh, Twitch. Uh, I'm going to put this on YouTube. So if you're watching it on YouTube, uh, hit like and subscribe and not dislike. Don't do that. Um, comment if you don't like it, you know, cause the algorithm likes that, you know, cause any, 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 um, engagement is what the algorithm likes. Um, also, um, there are other places that you can check us out, but you can check this uh, all of that out on Linktree, and all of the links lead back to other links. So, anyway, thank you for watching, and welcome to the end. The end. Bye. See you, Bye. folks. Bye. Bye.